0: Welcome to the Brain Block Podcast, where we explore the intersection of neuroscience and culture. On this week's episode, we're going to be exploring the process of transferring consciousness. I'm Isaac, and I'm here with my uh, co-host.
1: Gunnar, hello. Yeah, I'm excited to get into uh, the transferring consciousness. Uh, I think this will be a fun, uh, a very fun pilot episode for us here, so Uh, a lot to cover. Did you want to get started with... um, I know you did a little bit more research into this with the uh, neuron-to-neuron uh, connectome. I'm not really even
0: sure. Yeah, absolutely. So the process of transferring consciousness, uh, if you think about it, it's uh, I'm I just went through a little uh, area of the, the process of how we would get there. Very simply, as we all know, as you certainly know, Gunnar, uh, memories are just simply a neuron-to-neuron connection, and so that forms a neural pathway. Now, these can be huge or they can be very, very small. These neural pathways make up, I mean, what our brain is right now. So if we would need to transfer consciousness, the very first thing, create a connectome. Now, a connectome would be a full map of all of this neuron to neuron interaction. Um, And then once we have that information, then we could transport it into a computer, or transport it, upload it to a mind, form a transistor on every neuron to neuron connection, from the it, as far as you go the process is that simple However- well
1: yeah i i uh i love the optimism of the connectome actually but yeah. what i find interesting or what i i think there might be a fault in is that we're thinking of the brain as and i'm sure i, I i'm sure you know this as well I, I think we might have even talked about this before but the the neuron to neuron pathways it's it is pretty much everything it's everything um or we're able to really easily observe but then there's also the you know the hormones and the proteins that will affect those pathways because otherwise you know um the connectome would basically just be a really beefy wiring diagram of our brain but then um you know uh, once we have the wiring diagram uh are we going to have some you know, like w- would the proteins do something similar to affecting the gauge of wire, you know, like making those connections uh, higher or lower resistance? Are those going to be um, uh, different connections based on, I mean, it could, I, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of variables in it, but I love, I love thinking about I love thinking about making our brains into just a wiring diagram and uploading it to the clouds somewhere, you know what I mean?
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But so even on that point, uh, all you get is a clone of who we are at that specific moment based on what we have. I mean, there's been Mm. studies which have shown the massive ways which the brains can change from alcohol, drugs, age. I mean, even just like the simple thing of like sports and just – how massively the brain's shape can change, how massively everything can change. Um, yeah, and then, of course, on the connectome, we would reach the the main thing which is inhibiting this most likely from happening within the next 200-plus years, and that would be the mass amount of info, um, 86 billion neurons in the human brain, which is 100 times the amount of stars in the galaxy. Wow. Yeah, that wow. amount of processing it, and then moreover being able to manipulate it would be impossible with the technology we have right now. Uh, I, it's If you would like to think about it, the only way to explain the process which would keep us going is if we were dumb enough to never be able to understand it. So if our brains were so simple that we could understand them, we wouldn't have the neural capacity to.
1: Oh my god, that kind of blew my mind right there actually because that's almost thinking about like a, um, uh, an ant or you know some uh, a little insect trying to figure out the world. It's got a small brain. it's you know maybe it's pretty smart for its size, but it's not going to be able to um, to fully understand itself at least at that very point. Um, and oh, that's really fun to think about. The other I mean, the other thing we have to, um, take into account, or, or maybe uh, we're still uh, trying to understand, is, you know, because we have the two hemispheres, we also have to, to keep in mind how those will, will interact with each other, um, and we have that kind of, uh, that superhighway, um, what is that called again? Uh, the, the connection between the right and left um, uh, brain, and it's really, you know, for me, it's everything's automotive. I went to automotive school, so I think in automotive a lot of the time. And for me, that's, you know, it's a CAN bus signal. It's, um, it's a CAN bus connector. It's, it's something that, um, you know, each individual uh, connection there, I don't think would do anything or mean anything, but the collection of them, By them interacting with each other, you know, all of those neurons, then then those are able to be translated into what makes sense uh, or what what we can um, actually process. Now, if we are able to just upload our brain, um, you know, let's say we could do a atom by atom, you know, cross section cut and then just kind of upload every single atom and simulate every single atom, which um you know theoretically would be possible in the future we wouldn't even really need to worry about understanding it because it would just start um doing what it's already supposed to do but that would be something that would be something I, i'd be really curious of because then maybe if we could understand um if we could understand that that connection that highway of still can't remember the name of it uh just between the hemispheres um, if we could understand that connection, we could even possibly separate the hemispheres of a live subject and then upload, you know, upload the left or right hemisphere and then just simulate it and, and, you know, replace half of the brain, have a cyborg brain like, um, you know, I mean, many, many the science brain. fiction characters have like half cyborg brains.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's on the idea of if we would upload it, what, what do we have? Where is our consciousness stored?
1: That's true.
0: You're talking about um, the splitting of the, uh, splitting of the brain size. I mean, so yeah, the, the technical term is a hemispherectomy. Um, and that's had to, has been done to people to present, uh, prevent seizures and strokes. Um, and people have lived completely fine with only one side of their brain. So, okay, if if they can live without the left or the right side of the brain, then clearly consciousness isn't stored there. Then what is consciousness? What is this idea which we will try to upload?
1: Yeah, damn. I mean <laughs> I mean then you start then you start to get in really to consciousness and and what specifically it is, which um yeah, I I Uh, I, I think I knew, or I've, I've heard about people who have had that for, um, seizures and I just forgot about it, but that's, um, that's a very good point of, uh, I mean, what, what really do we need to upload? Maybe we could even upload, you know, only, A third of the brain that we understand, um, you know, a relatively well put together wiring diagram of this system and already be able to simulate so much thought and so much um, idea creation and creativity, emotion, you know, logic thinking, because uh, it it could be that not all that much is needed. And I mean, I'm sure in terms of uh, animalistic or Universal side, not much is needed. We probably have more brain than we're than most Americans are utilizing, at least. But um, it's very, it's super interesting to think about what what would be the minimum. I mean, what would be what what could we get away with? What would be the least amount we could transfer and start being able to actually have a conscious mind? That would be really interesting to simulate.
0: Well, I think the most important thing would be um, to localize different parts. So the main thing is, in the brains, so you know the story of Phineas Gage, right? He was the guy, he was destroyed by a railroad tie, which entered his right cheek and then continued almost completely through his brain, destroying his brain's left frontal lobe almost entirely. Oh, yeah. After that, his friends called him no longer Phineas. Um, because he was apparently before this this uh, railroad explosion before this uh, shaft went in his brain he was kind, he was nice, he was all these things, and then after it he was rude he was uh, he was unremarkable, he was m- very mean, and they didn't like him being around, so that was the de- uh, destroying of the brain's frontal lobe so that's an example of changing and of how a significant portion of this, this brain was destroyed, yet he was still able to live. Yet mm. he was a person, yet he was still all these things.
1: Yeah, I forgot about that story. I mean, that is a very um, interesting window into where, um, obviously, where, w- uh, where we discovered more of our personality and self is stored being the frontal lobe. Um, but it's also interesting, yeah. Into well, we can rem- we can take, we can take this shit out. We can we can pull this out, and we'll still have a living, breathing, kicking human being. But oh, maybe you know he's not going to have the same personality. He's not going to have some of the memories. Um, I'd be really curious if we could um, do better quantification as to. Um, what was actually lost you know i mean obviously that would be uh, difficult to do uh, with a human in terms of interviewing them like right before taking half of their brain out but maybe i mean actually i take that back you would be able to do that with um the seizure um uh you know if if, uh, a seizuring human a seizuring person uh if if you're if you're about to sever that highway, the, um, the I think it's corpus calcium, um, if you're about to sever that, you know, you do an extensive interview, you do uh, a couple hours of trying to figure out everything that this person knows, maybe even days, um, and then you sever that, what's lost? What's gone? It, you know, are they half of a personality or do they still have a good amount of those memories?
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, so you're, you're on the top of your experiments. I think if we're experimenting in the transferring of consciousness, really the one that I'd love to see and which could quantify what a connectome is uh, would be through amnesia and would be a full interview and then somehow medically induced amnesia and then that same full interview uh, up to that point. Because I'd love to see if the person would respond in the same way, in the exact same language, And truthfully, if what we see and what we, if, if we're only a group of code responding to what we see, if, oh, there's a red chair here, therefore we pick the word superfluous or something like that, Mm -hmm. or if if it's broader or if there's different things we pick, that's an experiment which unfortunately will never be possible due to uh, biological ethics and medical ethics, but that. Really, would tell us what a connectome is, and c- tell us where our consciousness is, how it's stored, and then what we are.
1: Man, once again, ethics is jumping in the way of <laughs> of furthering humans' uh, develop. No, um, I I think that that's. I mean, it, yes, it would be. It it wouldn't be possible because ethics. We have to care about people. We you know we we can't. Um, We can't interview someone and then beat them up the side of the head with a baseball bat and say, okay, same questions again. But I'd really love to know, yeah, like you're saying, if you could run through an an entire interview, um, even over the course of a couple of days, and then, yeah, medically induce amnesia to the point where they've forgotten this entire interview, um, maybe even somewhat past that, and then just run through the exact same interview again you know what's the what would be that differential what would be the um what what would be that percentage of words or um you know i guess even body language is going to be a part of it so body language eye contact all these var- variables what would be the difference between their first interview and their second interview that would be um You know, that would be where I'd be really, really curious to know.
0: Absolutely. Um, So then I think with that, uh, that would be a great place to end this episode on transferring consciousness. So thank you, and uh, see you again next week.
1: Yeah, yeah. Make sure to um, grab your brothers and sisters, get them together, and interview them over the course of a couple of days. and. Hit him with the baseball bat and let us know what happens. See what questions they get. <laughs> of course, please don't do that. Please don't actually do that. Um, but, yeah, I hope you have a wonderful rest of, of your night, your day, your evening. Uh, this has been Gunnar and Isaac with Brain Block. We will see you in the next episode.